This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 535, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 13th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 535, uh, where we're going to look at some of the releases from the week of Wednesday, December the 13th. Um, it was a pretty big week for comics. There's a lot of books that came out. Um, I did not get a chance to read most of them, but uh, here's some of the books I won't be chatting about, but which did come out on the 13th of December. We had uh, Only Wolverine, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, they had a No Surrender free preview. Um, there was, let's see, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Cable, Despicable Deadpool, uh, which I... I was really enjoying, so I want to get back on this train. I'm, I'm just falling behind recently. Um, new issue of Royals, Secret Warriors, She-Hulk, Star Wars, Supergirl, Superwoman, The Flash, Punisher, Titans, Weapon X, X-Men, Blue, and Wonder Woman 36. So what did I get a chance to read? Because that's a lot of books. Um, so, first of all, I got to read Action Comics. This is issue 993. Um... I was excited about this for one reason above all else, and that was uh, Booster Gold and to see Dan Jurgens actually illustrating the character. So you had Dan Jurgens both doing story and pencil art with Joe Prado and Cam Smith doing the finished ink art with Hi-Fi on color. Um, I mean, there's just there's nothing quite as Dan Jurgensy as seeing his Booster Gold, and that has only become more true with time. And so I absolutely loved his Booster Gold ongoing from a few years ago, which ended in 2011. Um, whenever I see that character, if he's involved, I'm just like, oh, so excited. And what, what he did with um, with Jurgens and with Jeff Johns to really reintegrate uh, the character and give him a new premise and a, a whole new reason for being was so fascinating. Um, and I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. So here, it kind of feels like we're getting the pre-New 52 version of the character, although I don't even know if that exists anymore. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened around Convergence, and I think, didn't Booster become Wave Rider? But this feels more like the kind of the classic, and when I say classic, I mean, like, the post-52 version of uh, Booster Gold. Um, you know, hanging out with Skeets, uh, trying to correct the time stream, uh, so which I thought was here, and again, no people not really taking him seriously. And him wanting to make sure he goes back in time and doesn't stop Superman from kind of, or doesn't does stop Superman from screwing things up. Um, to that end, he's able to kind of jump in and go to the past. Um, and so I, was, I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the parts with um, uh, Mr. Lombard and, uh, what's it called, and uh, John and, and Perry and Lois was actually really interesting. Uh, in the past is really cool. Booster kind of goes to try and stop, um, you know, anything crazy from happening. Really digging it. It's been this is really cool. I'm excited to see where they go to the next issue. Um, this was solid all the way through. It just uh, the the premise that you know Superman is so sh- kind of rattled about the Jor-El um, as Mister Oz thing that he's willing to kind of go back in time trying to see what what's going on and inadvertently maybe screw things up um, is is a cool concept. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I'm I'm definitely on board, and thus far I'm really enjoying the, this arc, and I'm excited to see where Booster's element kind of goes in it. Uh, next up, we have Ben Riley of the Scarlet Spider. This is issue number 11, uh, written by Peter David, artwork by Andre Lima Arrejo. And I gotta say, not digging the, the difference in the art. It's just so stylistically different than both Slinny and uh, Bagley that I just, I find it very difficult to get on board. Um, the page which I found the most kind of like emblematic of like, this, isn't, this doesn't look right, is the first shot we see of Prodigy. 
Um, the the way he's standing, just it, I don't know why, but just when I first kind of flipped the page and saw it, I was like, is he having a dump? Like it just it almost looked like he's arching his knees in a certain weird kind of semi uh, sitting fashion. But obviously that's not what's happening. It just I found the art really failed to to make it work for me here. Even kind of showing the uh, the diseased area of uh, Peter's eye or Ben's eye, I should say. I didn't really buy that. It just didn't look right. Um, nothing here really felt like it worked. Um, I was not a fan of the art. I thought the story was interesting, and I liked the idea of kind of getting the Slingers back together, and finally, actually, finally, someone's doing it and getting them all together, or at least all the costumes back together. And it's really kind of cool as a fan of the Slingers to see that finally happening after God knows how many years it's been. What, like almost twenty years since the Slingers were first introduced as a concept. Uh, what's maddening to me is that. There's an upcoming um, Ben Riley uh, trade paperback, and yet it's not going to have. It's going to have like I think Slingers number one or Slingers zero or something. But it's like just reprint the freaking book. Like I will buy it. There are people out there. There are us weird Slingers fans and the people who've had to hear from the li- li- weird Slingers fans for years who would buy this book. Just put it out. Um, I'm going to give this a five. It was, it was a good story. Um, I like the story. I just thought the artwork was just. I, I wouldn't even say it's bad. It's just an ill fit for the story that's here for the characters for the energy especially and this is a big thing too when you have a book that has a certain stylistic tone in the art to have such a huge right turn from that or left turn whatever you know it's no matter which way you look at it um it takes a major turn a swerve uh, artistically and and that i found frustrating and and harder to swallow um if this had been the first issue it would have been like all right well that's the visual tone of the book but it's not the visual tone of the book we've had something very different and i don't i thought we were gonna get slimly back but maybe we're not like it makes me worried about this book's ongoing longevity because you start with bagley who's this you know fantastic consistent artistic masterpiece like this guy just cranks out great looking books all the time then you put on slinny who's got a great artistic style and works well with peter david after having done spider-man 2099 and then you have a grab bag um so hopefully we get you know more consistency soon next up is daredevil this is issue number 596 uh this is by charles sewell and stefano landini um I like this. I thought Landini actually did a really good job of, of um, really capturing the shadows of Daredevil's world in a really cool way, and it has a very dark, um, you know, kind of sinister tone to it. Uh, I'm really kind of interested to see where they're going to go with this, especially with like with Matt Murdock kind of working for uh, Wilson Fisk, because I think is a, a really interesting concept, um, and and having you know, Daredevil be kind of, uh, enemy number one, uh, you know, public enemy number one, where at the same time, Matt Murdock is a deputy mayor to Fisk. That's a really intriguing concept. And I really want to see what Charles Soule does with it. And the art I thought here was extremely kind of moody and using shadows really well. And, uh, it really kind of pulled me in. So I'm, I'm definitely on board. Uh, next up is Jean Grey number 10, which is very interesting and kind of ended in a way that, I find interesting and frustrating at the same time, only because in the upcoming Jean Grey trade, I'm pretty sure it ends at issue 11 or t- 10 or 11. I guess it has 11, but you can't. I feel like you can't have a trade that has the issues leading up to 10 and then also having 11 without having the resurrection of Jean Grey because it kind of comes in the middle of those two issues. So it just seems like a weird choice, especially where this goes. So it's written by Dennis Hopeless, artwork by Alberto Albuquerque, and it's really kind of interesting because you have all these people who are kind of related to young Jean and old Jean, um, and all have a kind of connection in a different way, trying to defend her against the Phoenix as they kind of go in different places. They go to, you know, the the bunker that uh, Xavier, uh, sorry, uh, 
Cyclops had, and you have Jean trying to kind of how to figure out how to defeat the Phoenix or protect herself, and then it's only too late that she realizes that it's not what she thought, or at least old Jean realizes it's not what she thought it was. And so we have this page of, I mean, obviously a lot can still happen, but this page of the young Jean just being totally eaten up and, and burned out by the Phoenix. And uh, then you have kind of the old Jean just kind of in sorrow. And it's just like, read the uh, the five issues of Resurrection and then come back here for this. So it just made me wonder how it's going to play in trade paperback format, because obviously the ret- the Resurrection of Jean is going to be its own trade, its own collection. And then but you have something that's so intrinsically tied into that, that how do you have them be separate like in collections like i feel like there's going to be a really big tonal shift for someone who's reading the trade to get the issue 10 and be like whoa whoa what and then you read issue 11 and i'm guessing like obviously the resurrection must mean something like how does this impact the character i'm intrigued i thought this issue ended in a way that i didn't expect i thought the art was, was really strong i'm gonna give it an eight as well i think um you know, it's kind of an interesting an interesting week in that way. And then uh, last but not least, we have Justice League number of America number 20, which I liked, but I didn't think it was overly great. Uh, it's written by Steve Orlando, artwork by Hugo Petrus. And, you know, it, it was a solid ending. I wasn't, you know, necessarily loving it. And uh, the characterization was okay, but I found at times the monologuing by Killer Frost was a little much. I don't know if I really got a lot out of the, the final kind of page reveal either. It was an able ending, but it wasn't one I was super excited about. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a six. Um, and that is everything I read the, this. Uh, I guess last week. Um, looking forward to what I'll be talking about on our next reviews episode, whenever that might go up, because obviously Christmas is about to hit. Um, we've got. Let's see what came out. Peter Parker's Protector Spider-Man 298, which I've already read, so we'll be talking about that as well as the new issue of Venom. Um, although. Did I read all of Amazing? I must have finished Amazing Spider-Man and forgotten that I finished it from the 13th, because I feel like I've finished it. I didn't talk about it here. Um, next week, we have Aquaman, Batman, which I've heard a lot of good things about. Dark, Knight, Dark Knight's Metal, which I'm not looking forward to reading. Um, new issue of Defenders, Doctor Strange, Incredible Hulk, uh, Justice League, Luke Cage, Marvel 2 and 1, which I'm really excited about reading. Uh, Super Sun, Superman, Tales of Suspense, uh, Trinity, X-Men Grand Design, which I'm super excited about, and X-Men Gold and Uncanny Avengers. So excited to read those, um, uh, hopefully, to read some of those for the next podcast. Uh, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, also listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode will be up in a couple days, not really sure what it's going to be yet, and then we'll have something that come up around New Year's as well. Um, kind of playing it by ear because I don't have any uh, any interviews till January. We're working on a, um, a scheduling with Steve Englehart, amongst others. I think uh, Tom or Orchowski, um legendary letterer, is going to be doing the show at some point. So uh, we're working on some content, but uh, there's nothing kind of uh, in stone yet. So might have a few episodes where we're just kind of um, talking about you know doing maybe some flashback stuff or just kind of some random discussion. So uh, look. Hopefully look forward to those. Hopefully they're good. So anyways, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.